0: The Chargers have some very serious decisions to make coming up, and on the offensive side of things, it feels like the most likely way it's going to go down is that Keenan Allen stays and Mike Williams finds himself on another team in 2024. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, to the everydayers out there making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today?
1: Well, Daniel, we already got into the defensive side of stay or go. So now it is time to get into the offensive side of stay or go. So we've got to talk about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and what the Chargers are going to do with them gerald everett being a huge huge wild card i mean he definitely seems like a guy that could fade in in a jim harbaugh style of offense and you got to lock up dicker the kicker he's simply been one of the best kickers in the national football league over the last two years
0: yeah and we're gonna go through basically every chargers offensive free agent and potential cap casualty and give an exact percentage on how likely we think it is that they stay with the team in 2024 but today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins visit FanDuel.com locked on to get started David the big ones on offense we've talked about a lot throughout the offseason and it still feels like at this point We know what the most likely scenario is, but we wanted to go through today to put a percentage on it. But I think it starts with Keenan Allen. Knowing what he did last year, knowing what that wide receiver room looks like without him, it's very safe to say that Keenan Allen is going to be on the Chargers in 2024 as Justin Herbert's favorite target. What percentage would you put on it? Because I'm basically 100. That's where I'm at is
1: 100%. I think that there is absolutely no way that he is not coming back. Uh, I think you look at what he did for the Chargers last year and it was, you know, pretty almost historic, you know, by by his standards. In 13 games, 108 receptions, 1243 yards, seven touchdowns, five 100 plus yard games, two over 175, 56 first downs. So literally more than half of his catches moved the sticks for the Chargers offense and Yeah. Even at 32 years old, Keenan Allen, I've said it many times, his game is like a fine wine. It just keeps on getting better with age because of the way he plays the game. His ability to get open is uh, really just innate uh, a sense of what the defense is doing. Um, being able to have su- just such sure hands and just legendary get off and route running ability. Keenan Allen is still extremely productive. And I think that he is going to be staying on with the lightning bolts.
0: Yeah, we talked about it before because it also feels like it's untradeable. It doesn't seem like you'd be able to get the value you would need to separate with him. And I think, you know, when you look at Keenan Allen and how important he is to this wide receiver room, I mean, it feels like it's going to be Keenan Allen or Mike Williams at this point. And maybe there's a chance they could keep both of them. That's kind of the, you know, shot in the dark that could happen. It just feels really, really unlikely, but Keenan Allen still playing at an elite level, still playing like a top 10 receiver, was going to push 140 catches last year. Had oh, he yeah. stayed healthy, like that's just the ridiculous kind of season that he was having to get 108 in a franchise record and not playing in the last four games <laughs> is nuts. But his health is still going to be a huge, huge sure. question mark going into the season because now he's missed four plus games and back to back seasons after going, you know, five straight seasons of playing at least 15 or more games. And you just know how important he is to this team. I mean, go back and look at the Minnesota Vikings game and just see what he did in that. I mean, master class. Yeah, Justin Herbert's, you know, best performances. And the thing is, is we know what Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can do together. And I think if you knew they were going to stay healthy, maybe you have a conversation about this being a little bit closer. But I think what Keenan Allen did in 2023 put a ton of distance in between him and Mike Williams, who ended up getting hurt. Tearing his ACL and missing most of the year, right? But is there still a chance he stays? I mean, you have Keenan Allen at 100%. I had it at 98%, you know, in case a God offer, a Godfather offer kind of came in. Sure. What is your percentage on Mike Williams staying with the team in 2024?
1: Yeah. And, and, and this is going to hurt my heart because I absolutely love Mike Williams. He's a certified chief killer. Uh, I mean, a guy who, who really yeah, got up true. for those games. And You know, honestly provided us with some of the best moments going up against the Chiefs. I mean, I remember the 2018 game where he basically took that game over and almost single-handedly won that game for the Chargers. And I just remember being, you know, so happy. And uh, I mean, it was just an incredible moment there. And he's been able to do that, and he's been able to provide circus catch after circus catch. And, I mean, it's been really fun to watch him, but I think it's under 10% um, that he stays with the Chargers. I just think that he is going to be a cap casualty. I just don't know how there's a way. uh, I mean, there is a way. Uh, I just think it's very unlikely that he stays on with, with the Chargers in 2024.
0: Yeah. You said under 10%. I have it an 8% chance. I, I just, the money's too easy to save there when yeah. you have to, you know, the is $35 million over the cap, as we see it right now, you save 20 million by losing Mike Williams and having a guy who's missed 18 games over the last couple of seasons, I think makes it, you know, a lot easier of a decision. Yeah. But well, like last year, he had 19 catches for 249 yards and two and a half games. Like he was on pace to have his best. Oh, yeah. Season he was going to go crazy and put up, you know, almost 100 catches and 1,250 plus yards. So yeah. it sucks. And it, it does. When you've heard him talk, you know, he feels like he thinks he's going to be back. I'm sure, he understands the business, but obviously Keenan on what he did this year sucks. But I do think you also saw, you know, sucks for Mike Williams, obviously. Yeah. But I think you saw the Chargers deep passing game obviously suffer majorly last year when they didn't have the option and especially late in games, right? How many late games did the Chargers lose close? Obviously he was there for a couple of them, but like, there's never been a receiver. I don't think in Chargers history when you need a miracle to happen and you need to chuck it up to someone that's been better in those situations than Mike Williams. So even though we're saying, Hey, it's likely he goes, put some respect on his name because coming from his terrible rookie season, which was worse than Quentin Johnson's was. Yeah. To become what he's become, I mean, I think he ends up on another team uh, making still a good amount of money. He will be, I think, a hot commodity with his skill set. But is there a chance they both stay? I put it at 5%, David, which even might be a little bit too high. But, like, when you're looking at it, I mean, there's a way they could keep three of the big four. Obviously, if you pull a bunch of different strings. And, obviously, if the cap goes up by $10 million, then what is projected on over the cap right now, which would put the charge only $25 million over the cap, how could it work out that they could potentially keep both?
1: Yeah, so basically the first thing is providing an extension for Keenan Allen. Um, I used a uh, kind of a scenario from Jason Reed of Bolt Beat, who uh, put out a really good scenario here for an extension. Two years, $24 million, and then you take – uh, 12.25 million of keenan allen's base salary and you convert that into bonuses you spread it over two years and that's going to give you 12.25 million in uh, cap relief so you do that you cut eric kendrick for 2024 getting, so that's, right, a, that's 2024. a big chunk you take out of that yes. that's
0: that's a big deal
1: yes it is yes um, because you know the cap number is 34 million so that's very important you cut eric kendricks gives you 6.5 million you cut khalil Mack gives you 23.25 or trade 23.25 million and I think it's also probably going to be requiring you to cut uh, or trade Joey Bosa unless the cap does go up uh, that $10 million. Then you don't have to make that move. Those moves so clear about, out of the
0: big four if, right. if the cap hits 250, which is what the rumors are. But it's like anywhere from 243 to 250. So right. hard to say.
1: Yeah. So that clears about 56.5 million in cap space, which gets the, the chargers into the green and gives them about $20 million of space to
0: work with. An important thing to remember in that conversation too is that the Chargers are going to owe their rookie class around thirteen million dollars. So, yeah. anything you're thinking about spending wise on top of you know just getting into the green has to start there because they're going to have to you know set a, a lot aside not only for that but for in season budget as well. Yeah. So, it's going to be hard for the Chargers to go on a shopping spree. Going to be hard for them to keep a lot of the internal you know upcoming free agents that they have from their own team. But one of the guys that really I mean, I think the other thing, too, before we get into that, we've kind of seen what the peak of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can be. So yeah. I don't necessarily think turning the page on that, especially if you can get them link neighbors or something like that, is the worst thing in the world. Uh, just because it's like we've seen that kind of maxed out. It's hard to put all your eggs in that basket. Let's see it with a new you know, trio of weapons, a new arsenal of weapons for Justin Herbert and what he could do. But one guy I wouldn't mind returning, David, is Gerald Everett, who is... The heart and soul of the team offensively, I think, especially with the ball in his hands, he does so much that you like there. And Austin Eckler, is the Austin Eckler era finally over? We're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to talk about something I really think that I need to get off my chest. Can we talk about the fact that Justin Herbert seems to get the most undeserved hate in the league? Because it drives me nuts. As someone like you guys know, like you know, you watch the game all the time. You watch all Chargers games. How good this dude is. But it still gets to me, man. When I see the Emmanuel Watchos of the world who obviously aren't watching and are only watching the show's social media clips give their takes and just be so wildly off base. So it it gets to me. And you know, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. It's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. But that one's been good to me. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelpcom locked on to get 10 percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash locked on. David, we're going to talk about Austin Eckler and maybe even Josh Kelly. Maybe he's a more reasonable man to bring back. But thank you to the Everydayers for checking us out again today. But I want to start with Gerald Everett because he's the one that I had the hardest time trying to figure out. Because I think in a vacuum, you see the production he's put up the last couple of years. Obviously, last year, he missed a couple of games. But he's such a fun player. and, And when he has the ball in his hands, he's still electric with it. But as far as a new regime... Did he kind of live up to the hype over the last couple of years after the two-year $12 million contract he got at the beginning of the 2022 season? Will the Chargers be willing to bring him back? What is the percentage you put on it?
1: Yeah, so for Gerald Everett, uh, I think the the one thing that is uh, really, really exciting is you know we, we talked about how you know, when he has the ball in his hands, he turns into a different monster. Putting that to numbers, it's 5.4 yards after catch per reception. I mean, it's absolutely insane. That's that's half a first down after he catches the ball. Uh, he literally makes you fight him. I mean, he, he he will run through you, and it's just so much fun to watch. You feel like Gerald Everett is a type of player that you could see really play and excel in almost any era. He has that kind of physicality that he brings to the table, and, and I really like that. He's 30 years old. Um, the, the market value, according to PFF, is about $5.5 million. I think if they're able to do something to where it's around three million plus, you know, some incentives to be able to get up to five, five million, I think maybe that's a way you can get it work, get it to work. Um, I think projection wise, I'm putting it at 45% that he's able to come back. It's close to a, you know, 50, 50 situation for me. I'd love to see it. Um, I don't know if it, uh, it will actually happen.
0: Yeah. I had it at 40%. So we're pretty close there. And yeah, I mean, putting more numbers to your numbers, fifth, in the nfl of anyone that had at least 50 targets last year at tight end and yards after catch per catch right also had the eighth lowest drop percentage which is great and also fourth in missed tackles i mean the dude is very very hard to bring down it's going to be a street fight and like the amount of you know dbs that have been like i don't know if i want to do this right now like you can see it on the field but absolutely <laughs> anyone that had more missed tackles for us than gerald Everett had at least 20 less catches than he did so like per oh, wow. reception he is a very like one of the hardest dudes to bring down in the league at his possession or in his position i yeah. think the one kind of kryptonite to his game is i think the red zone effectiveness for him is always going to be somewhat limited because he's a smaller tight end yeah and the other part of it is just he hasn't been a great contested catch guy i mean he was 26 that's true out of 27 eligible tight ends last year with at least 50 targets and contested catch percentage. He was better in 2022, to give him credit there. I think the biggest thing, though, is one of the things that really derailed the Chargers running game last year was the lack of blocking ability from their tight ends. Gerald Everett gives great effort effort there. Everett. Everett effort. That should be a thing. Ah, But... Coin it. it. It's still wasn't enough so to, to roll out another tight end room because i think you could get him and you know add somebody else yeah i think you know like you'd still add a, a tight end the draft it would be nice to have him plus somebody else you know especially to let them kind of develop give him a season because it takes rookie tight ends a little bit yeah I, I think the thing is though is can you roll out you know blockers like a donald parham and a mm-hmm. stone smart and either guy who's very good at blocking with a gerald ever who even with his effort I don't know if you can run two tight end sets and well, have. It we effective. saw that,
1: and it wasn't very effective. Exactly,
0: we saw it all last year, right? And then there's a lot of people to blame the receivers. Yeah. The oh yeah, line, yeah obviously a lot the running backs too. But that's made kind of the running back conversation a little murkier too. And Austin Eckler, obviously, it felt like there was a zero percent chance he was coming back at one point. He said some kind of out of pocket things to the media, and when you do as much media as he does, you're going to probably lot. say some things that are going to look bad on you eventually. Uh, but right now, his market value per. Spot track is three years, twenty two million, seven and a half million per year. PFF has it at six point seven five. I don't see the Chargers bringing him back at, at those numbers, David. What percentage, especially after you know we heard a little bit about Jim Harbaugh saying we'd like to have him back. He seemed to be kind of reopening the door to that conversation as well. What percentage do you think it actually happens?
1: Yeah, I mean the the drop off from Austin Eckler has been has been. St- very very evident okay yeah. and in and 2022 915 yards rushing 722 yards receiving uh and 107 receptions okay and 18 touchdowns between you know receiving and running in 2023 628 yards rushing 436 yards receiving and only six total touchdowns also that was only 3.5 yards per carry It's it just a precipitous drop off from the year before. He's getting close to the age of 30. He's going to be 29 in May. And I just think that this is the time where that ship has sailed. I'm putting it at 5% that he comes back. I think there's been too much that he has said. Uh, There's been too many things that have gotten in the way and he's just getting getting older and he's (laughs) losing a step. He's not as fast. He can still be productive. I just don't think he's the type of running back that Jim Harbaugh is going to want to utilize in his style of offense.
0: I think Austin Eckhart's game ages well uh, if you you know want to keep him on as like a third down back, right? The thing that people always kind of accused him on was, was just being kind of a scat back, being that third right. down back, and he was always better than that, right? Like you wouldn't call Christian McCaffrey that, obviously, and he's no. not at that level, but he was the next best thing the two years prior to last year, 2021. 2022, 38 touchdowns, right? Putting up 1,600-plus yards from scrimmage both those years. Like He's been great. This is the problem, though. Like you said, the drop-off. 40th in yards after contact per attempt of anyone that had at least 100 carries last season. 27th in missed tackles forced. No one had less 10-plus yard rushes with as many attempts as Austin Eckler than Austin Eckler. So, definitely lost step there. I don't think they can afford him. I don't think he's back. I gave it a 15% chance with the comments and things like that, but I don't buy it. Josh Kelly, on the other hand, David, would come at a much cheaper price. I don't think we saw the breakout from him that we wanted to last year. But what would you put the percentage chance if, you know, the Chargers obviously aren't going to get Austin Eckworth That maybe they try to bring Kelly back to keep, you know, some continuity, get some bodies in that room.
1: Yeah, I mean, 26 years old, still not super old. I mean, doesn't have a, a ton of carries on his body. Does and the market him. value is only 1.9 million, according to Track. So I, I'm putting it at 25%. I think there's a, an opportunity there. Uh, but I still think that is not the type of runner that would really fit and excel in this offense. He was at 4.2 in 2022, 3.8 in in 2023. I just think that's another thing where the ship has sailed and they need to really rework that entire running back room.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I mean, I think there are other cheaper or cheap free agent options I would probably go with. You know, maybe a Gus Edwards, who's had some time in this game. For sure. You know, maybe an A.J. Dillon, if you want, just a thumper type of a dude. Um. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have the breakout season. I struggled to say mean things about Josh Kelly because there was a time yeah, he, was he made great, eye contact uh Chargers. Legendary smile. And, and David was standing next to me. And it looked like he was looking at me saying, I know what you said last summer type, <laughs> of, a, type of a look. It definitely now, did. Yeah, it just, you know it's tough i mean 47th out of 49 eligible running backs and elusiveness rating 48th out of 49 and missed tackles force it's just Yikes. not his game right 39th and 10 plus yard rushes which again has partially you know part to do with the offensive line yeah part to do with the blocking as well i just think i'd rather take a flyer and go somewhere else i mean he's tied for 29th and yards after contact per attempt too so i mean below average and basically all of these stats here yeah, it's tough, man. I It feels like we never really saw him fully, you know, reach what his potential was. Because um, yeah. I do think, you know, he has some tools in the tool belt. But just at this point, I think you kind of are what you are. And, you know, you can't keep hoping that it's going to turn into something else. I think he, you know, got his body right after his second season and came back looking much more explosive. Yeah. I don't know if we saw that as much last year, but he still looked like he was in fantastic shape. I don't know. I, I think he just kind of is what he is. Had some inopportune
1: in- uh, injuries as well, Dan. He
0: did as yeah. well. Yeah. So I, it's interesting. I mean, he's going to be cheap. I think I'd rather go in a different direction, though, and kind of revamp that entire room like you were talking about. But we still have more guys to get into, including the legendary Dicker, the kicker, who's an exclusive rights free agent. But time to make sure he comes back. And we'll also kind of get into a rapid round of all of the rest of the Chargers upcoming offensive free agents coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. And anytime we do this ad read, you get to see David's terrible form shooting a basketball, but that's a 150 bucks. If your bet wins, bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Another great news is March Madness is right around the corner. One of the biggest sporting events in the world is coming up and to me probably one of the best if not the best times to bet on sports is March Madness games all day every day take the day off of work really enjoy yourself and sink into the couch with FanDuel because you can get some great offers especially $150 in bonus bets if you win a $5 bet all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NBA David, we have more stay or go for the Chargers, offensive free agents, and potential cap casualties. And Cameron Dicker is a free agent, technically. So he definitely makes the list and just gives us another chance to talk about Cameron Dicker. But there's a lot of guys, you know, the Easton Sticks, the Jalen Guytons, the Alex Erickson's of the world. that are all free agents that we have to decide how likely it is we could see them back with the team in 2024. But before we get into that, make sure you guys are checking out the first ever national 24-7 sports streaming channel locked on sports today giving you 24 7 coverage of local sports the way that only the local experts know how to cover so make sure you guys go subscribe to locked on sports today the first ever national 24 7 sports streaming channel david let's start with cameron dicker because he's my favorite of this group he's an exclusive rights free agent so let's start with that i mean the chances that he's back with the team are 100 i'm, I'm I feel willing to say it's 100 but that's because He's an exclusive rights free agent, which means he can only sign with Los Angeles as long as they offer him a contract. I would like to lock him up for longer than this upcoming season, but it's just nice that we're going into this knowing that he'll be back with the team. I mean, get him back, do it as soon as possible. Don't need to make him wait. Let's see him out there soon because he is the kicker of the future.
1: 21 of 22 in 2022, 31 of 33 in 2023 seven of nine from 50 plus 35 of 35 on point after attempts this guy has been absolutely insane for the chargers since he put on a chargers uniform cumulatively that's 52 of 55 that's a 94.5 percent. it's just unbelievable that yeah. that is insane he's 23 years old I've seen more than enough to lock him up for five, six years. Give him a long-term contract, yeah. put, put that to bed, get it done, and sleep wonderfully at night.
0: The one reason I don't think we'll see a huge contract extension from him is just because right now you're in a terrible cap situation, and no matter what, you get to you know sign him to a league minimum deal. Sure. So yeah. I think he probably has one more year of a league minimum deal I think they bump it up next year when he will still be a restricted free agent, so they'll still have a great chance to sign him unless somebody wants to send him like a second round pick for him. But he should be around long term. But I'd expect them to just, you know, give him that qualifying yeah. offer, bring him back for the league minimum, have him back. But I don't even think this is super hot take. Once you hit a hundred attempts as field goals, you get to rank amongst the best of all time and you get all time rankings. Once he kicks that hundredth field goal, he will be the most accurate kicker of all time. You know, he's, he's already take, more accurate man. than Justin Tucker. He's already more accurate than anyone on the list. He just doesn't have the attempts yet. Yeah. And I mean, even what you were talking about, one of those kicks was in the playoffs. I mean, the last two right. regular seasons, he's missed one field goal per season. And last year it was blocked. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's uh, last year. He had one blocked. So it's it hard to hold that against him. Well, let's get into a rapid round. Dave, giving the percentages on the rest of the chargers upcoming free agents to start with Easton stick the chargers backup. What are the chances? He's coming back.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's 10% for me. I've seen more than enough from Easton Stick. I think they need to go in a different direction for their backup quarterback.
0: 0-4 last year, starting in place of Justin Herbert. Zero touchdown passes in the last three games, I think, hurts. Uh, interception in five fumbles in four-plus games. The five fumbles is definitely the part that hurts the worst. Obviously, has a good relationship. I would say bring back Tyrod Taylor, who's played under Greg Roman before, but David, that bridge is burned. <laughs> Let's oh, yeah. be honest. Yeah, no, that one's not happening. Not happening. Um, but yeah, I, I'd keep it somewhere around that, maybe fifteen percent. I'd say, but I, you know, maybe Tyler Huntley, another Greg Roman former backup quarterback with the Ravens, and you know, maybe Justin Herbert gets hurt. You just go to a full blown run the ball every time type of approach. See what that looks like. Let's get to Alex Erickson. He's an interesting one, David, because he had a great report with Justin Herbert, and I think that it, it's hard to, you know, for a guy his age to know, you know, what his chances are coming back, especially because he yeah, had such a limited role. What do you think it is?
1: I mean, hey, the guy was clutch. I mean, when he was thrown yeah. in there, like he he made made plays. When, when the Chargers needed him, when they went his way, he had a very – uh secure hands he made the plays I'm going to put it at 50 because you can give him wow. the league minimum uh the vet, veteran minimum and, and bring him back you, you kind of know what he is at this point so I mean give him a chance you know it doesn't mean that he's going to make the team but uh, I think that's that's where I'm at
0: on that I'd say 15 percent chance um mostly because I don't think there's going to be room like the thing yeah. is is like you have four guys that are already locked up as wide receivers in 2024. Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnson, Joshua Palmer, and Darius Davis. All those guys are going to be in that room. Yeah. You add somebody to that room in the draft, which 100% they absolutely should, yeah. then you're already a five receiver. So practice squad spot, something like that. I think he's the perfect player to have on a practice squad, a guy yes. that can come up, you he know is going to do the right thing, not a flashy player, but can make the big plays. I mean, the amount of big plays that dude made, per opportunity he had is probably the best in the league last year so happy to have him back Jalen Guyton on the other hand is another one David because never seemed to really recover from that ACL tear which sucks because he suffered it in that first Jaguars blowout of the 2022 season had questions about being in shape last year too a lot of very unflattering pictures out there of Jalen Guyton this was somewhere it seemed like he kind of got better got better and then felt like he got totally derailed any chance he's back next year Zero,
1: yeah, I think the the ship has sailed on Jalen Guyton, and that sucks for me to say because he had some really cool highlights with the Chargers. I mean, one of the Justin best Herbert's throws best of all throw, time, potentially. yeah, yeah uh, from Justin Herbert catching that sixty-five-plus-yard bomb. That you know is going to be a highlight forever. So at yeah. least he, he's going to live on through that. But I think his tenure with the Chargers is done.
0: Yeah, I hope he can. You know, it. it you never know how players are going to recover from of gigantic course. injuries like that. I mean, you know, we always just assume, hey. Torn ACL, torn Achilles. He'll be back next year. He'll be fine. It's just never quite that simple. So I've had a 1% chance he's back. I don't see it happening. Let's go to Will Clapp. This is what's interesting here. We know that Corey Lindsley is 99% likely to retire. I'll go ahead and say he's going to retire. Yeah. Will Clapp was the backup for 14 games last season when Corey Lindsley ended up getting diagnosed with that heart condition. And we saw what it was. And and your thing is, is, it's hard because you're never expecting your backup center to have to play that much of the season so it's hard to really put much on him especially when the drop off between him and an all pro like Corey lindsley is gone the chargers need two centers what are the chances will clap is one of them
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm under 10 percent. i've seen okay i've seen will clap play uh i'm not that impressed with it uh, i mean he's a solid player i think he's the definition of okay but I did not see anything for a backup. backup. And for me, I think uh, it would be hard-pressed for me to believe that they can't find another center, even a backup one, that would provide better production than Will Clapp did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is if you see any backup center for a 14-game stretch, you're probably going to want them replaced, but it's a backup for a reason type of a situation to me. I mean, I don't know if the new coaching staff's going to think he fits what they're trying to do. I have it at a 20% chance only because of the desperation they have there at the position where you probably need three dudes who can do it going into the season. Right now you have Brendan Hymas. So that's not anything that's going to help you sleep more soundly at night. No nope. offense to him. He was better than we had ever seen him. Still. We saw how important that center position is. It feels like one of the top priorities in the draft. It feels like it's something that also has to be handled in free agency. And when we get to our biggest needs, potentially tomorrow, center is going to be at or near the top of the list when we get into how the chargers will address their biggest needs and what they have as their biggest needs heading into free agency heading into draft season because spoiler alert there's a lot a lot of holes on this roster it's going to be hard to get this roster in shape before this upcoming season joe hortiz has some work on his hands but we could also hear from Greg Roman and Jesse Minter. Haley Elwood, the Chargers team reporter, is ha, had a conversation with them. We'll see when that comes out because I definitely want to dig into that as well. So to make sure you guys don't miss it, go follow or subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. Hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on there at TalkSports and David Drugmeyer at Drogue Talk SD. You can also find the show every day on our Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to call in and get on the voicemail line like our famous boy, it's here. Call into to 323-524-7924. Leave us 30-second Chargers question. Good chance you get on the show. But make sure you're back here tomorrow. Could be biggest needs. Could be breaking down Greg Roman and Jesse Minter and their first public comments as new coordinators for the Chargers. But until then, guys, take it easy and go bolts.